How do I start this thing? Have you plugged the bloody USB in? Yeah, it's in. Nah, man. Wrong point. Oh, wait. It's flashing now. Is it? Re- oh, wait. It's recording. Well, let's start this thing, full. Hello, I'm Sam. And I'm Amelia. Welcome back to Ask the Duo podcast, a podcast where we aim to build a better mindset for better relationships, whether this is to improve the relationship with yourself or those around you. Now let's get into this episode. Hey guys, wanted to quickly jump in before the episode starts to apologize for the quality of the audio. Unfortunately, due to some technical issues, we had to use a backup audio instead But nonetheless, we wanted to push forward with the episode because it was such an insightful episode. This recording is also recorded at the very end of last year. So you may notice some reference to next year, meaning 2023. Regardless, we really enjoyed this conversation and hopefully it will help someone who wants to essentially transition to working for themselves. Hope you all enjoy. So today we have a very interesting guest of ours who was actually our wedding photographer. Yeah. And we are here to introduce Anne. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's actually so good to have her because when we first met her, I like, did the first so called introduction. The intro. And it was a consult. Con- yeah, yeah, it was getting to know you over yeah. coffee and seeing if we vibed. I think we instantly clicked. Like, yeah. you and Tom yeah. like, had a really candid conversation. Yeah, it was actually really good. Even getting to know you and Tom, the background of where you guys were and where you guys are now, it's just a really interesting story. So that's why yeah. we got you on yeah. here today. And if we haven't mentioned already, she owns a photography business called Maple and Oka. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Check her out. <laughs> Taking bookings from next year. Shameless plug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but aside from that, tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the pho- photography business. Okay, well, where do I start? Um, <laughs> uh, so, obviously, my name's M or Emilia if I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't happen a lot. So, um, I'm a mom, I own my own business, um, I have two boys, um, two very busy boys. Um, and yeah, I do photography. And I've been doing it for three or so years now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I basically uh, quit the nine to five uh, after 10 years and I've just decided to follow my dreams and just uh, go throughout like, and just to follow a creative outlet, which is what I've always wanted to do because um, my heart just wasn't in science. Like it was good while it lasted, but, um, you know, uh, ever since I was – Young, like I'm always drawing, I'm always being creative, I'm singing, I'm you know, I'm doing all that sort of sort of thing. Um, so when it was time to like pick a path, like after high after high school was done, it's like, what do you want to do with your life? And you know, you you have no idea. So yeah. yeah. Um, and I wanted to follow the art school route. However, my parents were like, oh, you know, you should probably do like a sciencey <laughs> sort of thing. You know, like. Like try and try and do a degree where like a job is kind of 
I guess, promised. Um, stable. Yeah, stable, you know, stable mm-hmm. um, jobs. So, yeah, I went down the science route. I majored in biomedicine and anatomy. Um, She's smart, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and... Yeah, and that's so. So after that, I did my degree. I went and I became a petrographer. And yeah, what is that? Yeah, so it's not a photographer. (laughs) Um, So petrography um, deals with the study of like coal. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I was working in like the coal labs like down in Ipswich and I was working under like I was examining the quality of um, all the coal that we would get to Queensland and yeah, I would um, examine it under a microscope for eight hours a day in a very dark room and, you know, I kind of got bored of that. It was like... Click, click, click. Oh, another piece of coal. Like, it was nothing very interesting. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. Uh, so, that was a good stepping stone to then what I became after. So, then I became the archaeology lab technician. So, that's where I managed like all of the labs there in the School of Social Science at um, the university and did that for 10 years. And fast forward to now. Yeah, I've broken away and I'm doing my own thing and life's pretty good. That is cool. so cool. I actually didn't know that. Like, yeah, that's really, really cool. Like, I, I don't think I even know anyone that does like that kind of area of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that actually. Like what's it like working in that industry? About the archaeology lab. Yeah, that and like what's the patrol photography. <laughs> oh, I've, I've like forgotten about those days because those are very boring days. Yeah. But look, I mean, hats off to people that like stick with it because it's a very well quiet. Yeah, it's like quiet and like you're stuck in this room and you know with like a few other sciencey people and you're just doing the whole day. But I'm a very social person, mm. so like when I move into my job that I just quit, like I kind of fill the day by like annoying people. Not not like annoying people, but like going around to like my colleagues and be like, hey, what's up? Or, you know, how is, how is your day today? Or, you know, like I would always just check in on people. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can um, see that. Yeah. So I wasn't always at my computer. And that was one of the good things about my last job is that I wasn't chained to the computer because at that time I had really bad back pain and stuff like that. So it was a mixture of sitting at the computer, going out into the labs, um, helping out in the um, excavation um, pits, which uh, were still on campus, but, you know, you had to walk about 10 minutes or so to get down there. So it was flexible in terms of, like, getting out and about, you know, doing a bit of this and that, and it was a nice balance. So, yeah, and in that role, I was in charge of the archaeology labs. I was in charge of, like, the health and safety for the labs, uh, training of equipment, doing inductions for all the students um, and anyone new that came into the labs or that wanted to work in the labs, um, a lot of risk assessments, you know, all, all that safety stuff. I got to meet lots of new people, um, a lot of the archaeologists that work there, you know, they work in amazing places like in South Africa, um, right in the heart of Australia, in the Pacific Islands and stuff like that, just all 
all over the world. And so whenever I would catch up with them, you know, they would tell me about their recent dig and, you know, it would just be like, oh, my God, like, you get to do that as your yeah. job? That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I also um, dealt with, like, a lot of uh, biosecurity things as well because oftentimes when they would bring back um, all the excavated stuff from, from their dig, like I'd have to talk to the people at border security or whatever. Oh, wow. Really? So, yeah. That's crazy. Like yeah. TV show? <laughs> I don't know if it was the guys from the TV show, but it was summer at the airport. And um, oftentimes, you know, um, I would have to like drive out to, to the airport and sort of deal with any equipment or any excavation things that like didn't have the right paperwork or didn't have the right permits and things. So that was like another thing to add to the job. So I was managing a, um, a quarantine lab as well. So... Yeah, wow. that was very different from the cold days. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very different to even just photography in general. Yeah, yeah. It's so different. It's huge, yeah, it's a massive difference. Yeah, yeah, which is actually what we're going to talk about is how you transitioned or whatever sparked your journey from transitioning to doing full time in that science world to now a creative photography world. So how did that all happen? Yeah, how did that all come about? Yeah, so so while I was at my old job, like I've always been the creative, airy fairy, you know, like dreamer type, like, <laughs> like I can't be chained down. So uh, I always was doing something on the side as well. So I had that job and I got into decorating cakes. Oh, so nice. I had a business in decorating cakes. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it was it, it was cool, but it wasn't sustainable for me. Um, but I feel so bad for Tom because Tom actually built a commercial kitchen underneath our like house, Holy and crap. so we had two two kitchens and stuff because you have to have like a food lights, you have to have a food lights and to actually do it you know properly. Yeah, and yeah. so Tom built like a second kitchen downstairs for all my cake wow. stuff. Yeah, that's so cool. So um, yeah, I did that for a little bit, but yeah, it wasn't sustainable. Then like I had like a bit of a break. Um, I had my first child, uh, and then back from maternity leave, I sort of decided to do a business in stickers and drawing and creating my own stickers. Yeah, um, yeah. And at that stage, there was I don't know if you guys have heard of like planners, you know, mm-hmm. like diaries, and it's really popular now. Yeah, yeah, so back when it started, um, my sister-in-law actually started to design her own planners and I would do like stickers to go with the planners and then I branched off and I was doing my own cute little animal stickers and yeah. stuff like that, functional and cute ones. Uh, and then I set up my office at home and Tom helped me with that as well. <laughs> Tom was around what a good husband. Oh, he's like my other uh, And then the start of photography, like I've always liked to take pictures. I've always liked to do art. You know, I do like painting at home. I go to, I go to life drawing classes as well. And I guess, I guess it started when I was on maternity leave with my second kid. And I was thinking, oh, you know, like I'm taking heaps of pictures of him now on my phone. I wonder if I could do it with like a professional camera, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that sort of started this this photography venture. Like I guess I didn't really intend on it to being like a business because I was so secure in my old job. Like I like in that mindset back then, I was like, no, I am never going to leave this. I'll probably just sort of like 
stay within the campus but do like a different job because, you know, you got that stability mm. with um, things like your finances and stuff, which, you know, is quite important. I thought that I was just going to do that and this was just going to be like a side thing. But no, then I spoke to Tom and he's like, just go for it. And yeah. so the goal was just to stay uh, at my old job for 10 years and get that. Nice. Um, yeah, you got a lot of money. Nice. Yeah, so I got my long service leave and yeah, it's from then. See you later. Like, yeah, <laughs> see ya. Thank you, Nick. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, yeah, and another thing that inspired me to start this photography is was we had like a professional um, family shoot uh, back when my eldest was, I think, two. Uh, so we had the family session. I was like, oh, this like, photographer is really awesome. We had such a good time. And she looked like she loved her job, you know. So I was like, you know, that, that could be me. And that, and that could be me, like, creating these memories for family, couples and stuff just to look back on and be like, oh, you know, it's, yeah, yeah that, that's like our out in a way so yeah like for me I think you kind of picked up like photos is really important for me like I would just look back at it randomly and it just brings back the memory so yeah, yeah exactly like, yeah it's such a it's a sentimental thing that you can always yeah do. absolutely and like yeah and it's something tangible too that you also have to look back on because I don't know about you guys, but my memory is really bad this day. So, you know, just to have, you know, pictures and videos of, like, the kids or the family or just anything, you know, it's, yes. it's just priceless to have yeah. memories. But yeah. that's really cool to hear that, you know, you've actually tried many different things before yeah. you actually landed in photography. That's yeah. really, really cool because... Not many people, uh, you know, like we go out and try. Like, oh, it's so scary. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so scary. And I'm like a very anxious person. Like, like I'm an introvert, but then I'm like an extrovert. <laughs> it makes no sense. But yeah, I feel like having the right support around you really helped me make that choice. Um, mm-hmm. Especially with you know Tom and stuff. It was just like. Just do it, you know, just go and jump, go and do it, be like challenge yourself and face and face your fears because what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, at least you said that you've tried it rather than wondering what if if that's it. Yeah, because you don't want to live your whole life with, oh, I should have done that or, you know, could could my life have been different if I had done that but now it's too late, you know. Just Mm. just go for it and and that's what I did. Yeah, when someone wants to start something, sometimes you have that little self-doubt. So was it just Tom that was the one that was motivating yeah 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 so Tom was pushing me and my sister and my brother and my parents were like just do it just do it you know um and then yeah I kind of just did it so yeah and then oh and then I also had like friends as well like I had my close friends and also um I mentioned um I had a shoot with my family with that photographer. Well, I, I actually reached out to her after the shoot and we've, we've become like the best of friends since then. And she's, she's also been that, she's been that inspiration and she's been that support in me. Well, you found like a, a mentor that's in that space. Yeah. I think that's a, a good driver. 
um, to keep you motivated, but also push you further. Yeah. So it's really good. And Tom, too. Tom, mm. breaking bats, mate. <laughs> Building everything. That's awesome. It sounds like you have like this machine that yeah, has like just everything you turn at each corner has like a different station or something. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. station, photography oh. station. <laughs> the, the number of times I've like, like changed the house, like, yeah, we, we've had like an extra kitchen, we've had an extra. Th- um, We've had like an extra office space with like sticker cutters and printers, you know, all That's along so the wall. And it's just been so accommodating and like I kind of feel bad. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, but also thank you for, you know, like allowing me to follow these dreams, you know. But like if you ever need any of those, you've got all the equipment there, you know. I do. I still have my um, sticker cutters and yeah. stuff like that, but also I don't want to go back to that because. Like some of the times were very, were very frustrating. Like especially when I was trying to cut stickers and like the machines wouldn't work, and you just have so much wastage as well. Yeah, and I'm just really like I'm so thankful that Tom and my friends and stuff have like pushed me to be where I am today. Because like I said, I'm a very anxious person. I'm shy as well, but it's also like put me on this journey of self discovery as well. Because like I've always kind of like shied away from expressing myself, I guess, and actually living my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been a good motivator to you know express myself more, do the things that I actually like doing, and just trying to grow as a person throughout the whole thing. You know, gaining more independence and being more con- confident in what I do and things like that. Oh, that's really really good. So it hasn't always been that way. Yeah, I know. So it's a hard journey, but I think that's good that you found something that you love, but it, that thing that you love gave you the capability to learn about yourself too. So that's really, yeah. really good. So how would you say that you kind of show yourself more? Like, does it come through your work or like just how you connect with your clients, customers? Um, I think I think that it's more so like the connections that I have with people. Because growing up, I didn't have a lot of friends, and so with this job, like it, like takes me out of my comfort zone, and like it, and like I mean, I could choose not to meet all of my clients, but it's just part of my experience that that's what I want to do because I want to get to know your backgrounds, like I want to get to know a bit about you, and so that kind of forces me to meet them and like have the confidence to, you know, set up a conversation, you know, and see if we click and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome because when we first met you, I wouldn't have thought that you were so introvert. Uh, you know what I mean? Like when, I, when we first met you guys, it was like... You're really friendly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Open. Yeah, like so much of this mask. No, I think I can kind of see the same in me though. Like I'm introverted, but once you're out in the crowd or you're trying to socialize, you want to be that happy like person that's like trying to get to know people and yeah. that kind of stuff and make sure everyone's okay. So yeah. I know where you're coming from. Yeah, and because like, I've also got like a bit of um, like a fear of rejection or something, you know, like are people going to like me, like are these clients going to click with me and like – not everyone is going to click with you. And I know now that that's okay yeah. because you're not supposed to be for everyone and people that are supposed to be your people will hang around and they'll come and they'll stay. And yeah. people yeah. that aren't, well, 
just say, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Try not to take it so so personally and beat yourself up about it and think, oh, you know, have I done something wrong for them not to like me? But just sometimes you just have to accept it and be like, it is what it is. And yeah, and that's too short. Move on. It's not necessary. Like you know, if they don't like you or you don't like them. Like people have different personalities, that's and right. if you don't click, then it's it's okay. Like it's, yeah. it's not that anyone did anything wrong by anyone either. Yeah. So. and you don't have to force it because if you force it, it just creates more tension and drama and just leaves it all messy. Yeah, you know, it's been yeah. there, done that. Yeah, exactly. So. Did you say that you actually did photography on the side for quite a while on top of your full-time job? Yeah, so I did it for about like a year and a half. So um, at that stage, um, I was working four days a week and then gradually as I was sort of making my exit plan, you know, it was like three days a week and then two days a week and then one day a week. Slightly. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah, like, uh, are you good? Maybe you yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that was so good. And was that challenging to have to do that, like to balance life and family? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially, yeah, so I started off doing a lot of free shoots, you know. I did a lot of free portraits of my friends or their families and things like that and a lot of people are kind of just free on the weekends, um, especially with like outdoors sessions and things like that. You want the golden hour light where, you know, it's most flattering, it's nice and even. Uh, so, yeah, it was really tough because the weekends are for spending with your family and friends and a lot of the weekends I was just hanging out with other people's families or, you know. And, yeah, so that was a bit of a, a juggle. But the more I did it, the more I kind of learned to set my own boundaries and just like set my own hours a little bit more because I thought to myself, you know, if this is going to become like a full-time gig, I'm going to have to say no to some people. Like I'm going to have to set my boundaries because one, I need to spend time with my family, especially while my kids are still young because once they start school, it's like I barely get to see them. That's true. Um, And then, you know, spending time with with your partner and spending time with your friends as well because a lot of people – the weekend is for socializing and stuff and here and here I was breaking my back, you know, trying to get things moving and started trying to get my name out out there, which I don't regret. Um, but it was just really like it like it took a toll on my on on my relationship with Tom and like the kids will say that they miss me and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. It was hard. Yeah. So what type of boundaries did you start to set? Um, so with my family sessions, um, like I would always ask people if they were free to do a session throughout the week. So that way, like it freed up the weekend. Uh, and also, uh, say if like people couldn't make a certain date, um, like, and, and I couldn't do the date either. I would just stick to my, boundary of just saying no and then trying to figure out like another date like because I'm a people pleaser as well and so I would do a lot more like what I'm just yeah yeah just go like above and beyond and even like leave the family time at home just to make sure that you know these clients are happy with me you know um but I feel like I needed to 
limit the amount of bookings that I had like throughout the week or throughout the weekend so that I could, you know, spend time with my family and just have that like inner peace with myself as well. No, that makes sense. Yeah, that's really good. And it's good that you kind of realize that you need that kind of boundaries as well. Yeah. I think, um, especially when you're fresh to the business too, a lot of people sort of go way above and beyond. Absolutely. And it's really good that you sort of, you realize that and you, you put up that sort of barrier yeah. so that you're still looking after yourself. Yeah, because because um, I got burnt out like a lot of the time. You know, it was like emotional, mental and physical burnout. Um, so, like, I would do, you know, heaps of sessions throughout the week and then when the weekend came, I was like, oh, I have to do more sessions. Like, and this was like on top of my other job as well. I was always exhausted and, you know, like I got angry at my kids more often. I, I was very impatient. I was very triggered by anything and I didn't want to be that type of person. So now I'm actually happy saying no to some things. You know, it's, it's quite freeing to say no, whereas... Say last year, if I said no, I would have beat myself up about it because I was like, you know, like you have to get every job, you have to book, book, book. But at the end of the day, booking yourself out is going to lead to burnout and you're not going to be happy and you're going to be a stress head. I can totally agree. Yeah, like working the full time freelancing and just trying to take all the jobs that you can. Because when you're first starting, it's that balance of, doing as much as you can for the experience, but then also giving yourself time to rest and recuperate so that you can do the good work. And it's like that constant battle between the two and then you do so much to the point that, yeah, I've burnt out as well. And then, yeah, like you work full-time Monday to Friday, weekend comes, you're still working, and then you're just constantly dreading because you're like, oh, i got to do more work. i got to design again. i got to... Yeah, and then it becomes... It becomes like a job, especially if you were loving it at, at the start. Like, it doesn't feel like a job, you know, it's something that you enjoy doing. But once you hit that point, it's like. Start hating it. Yeah, you start hating it. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, you know, do I really hate it or like what is going on? And you have to like sit there and try to like reflect and <laughs> like, what am I doing in my life? Absolutely. Yeah. So, would you say that you have a better balance now on like your weekends as well? Yeah, so um, the weekends are a lot more balanced. However, there's a lot more stuff that happen on the weekends just with, you know, like kids, like kids' sports and spending time with the kids and then like social events and things like that. Um, but every now and then I'll sneak in a family session um, and it depends if I have a wedding on as well. So so the thing with the weddings was is like they take up so much of your day. It's, it's like you need both days of the weekend to recover because you've got the day where you shoot, you're there the whole day and then the next day you wake up with this hangover but like you aren't drunk, it's not from alcohol, it's just like this wedding day hangover where you're just so tired and like you're so exhausted. Well you, you are yeah, lugging around like that's true. cameras. You're like running. smashing two cameras at the same time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like running backwards because they're like walking and oh, like shooting. Oh yeah, like it's like you just don't stop when you shoot a wedding it's just go 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 and once you stop it's like oh, it catches up it catches up yeah. like I'm too old for this <laughs> it's keeping you healthy yeah that's right yeah how did you start to learn more of the photography skills and all that did you just have to 
It was all self-taught. Yeah, it was awesome. all self-taught. Went on the internet, the YouTube stuff. YouTube, seen anything on there? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, it's so many resources out there, especially free stuff too. Um, yeah, so I started like that. Um, I haven't read my manual for my camera, but Tom has. Yes. <laughs> We actually went, um, it was like a weekend away a year and a half ago and it was when I bought, not the camera that I have now, but we bought like a secondhand newish camera and it was supposed to be like a couple's getaway, it was supposed to be romantic and Tom brings along the manual of the new camera <laughs> and I kid you not, I'm in the spa, you know, just having a good old time and he's on the couch, feet up, reading the manual That's by page. Really? You like see people lying on like the floor. The pool benches, what do you call it? The pool chairs. Yeah. Like reading like a magazine and you see Tom. Yeah, it's like, reading the manual. That's hilarious, dude. It's like thanks. No, really. Do you actually read the whole thing? Yeah, yeah the whole thing. Holy shit. Front to back. Oh my I god. You know, including wow. the copyright. <laughs> I don't know. I'll <laughs> confirm that when I get home. And because at that stage, I was going to bring Tom along as well to do the video side of things because um, yeah. we were breaking into. Wedding, so yeah. um, so he wanted to know all that he could, you know, about the technical side of things. Whereas I'm more like composition, framing, lighting, do this and do that. So yeah, no, that's yeah. really cool. You've definitely got someone who's like there to like. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh yeah, look, I would be lost without him. I'm so thankful and grateful for Tom. Like he's the best. That's good yeah, time. good old Tom. Awesome. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Plug him too. Yeah, we need to plug him too. Hey, he saved me from the cold. Oh my gosh, it was so windy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I'm actually surprised that your veil just didn't go flying. I know. Into the I was ocean. so scared because I clipped that veil up myself. I don't know how good this is gonna hold. <laughs> and it was like 200 kilometer per hour wind. It was so. crazy. And then you know, like trying to get the video footage of you guys being, you know, close with one another, but what my head is like, you know. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like, how do I angle it so you don't see my yeah. arm? <laughs> you were basically standing on like the edge of a cliff yeah. as well. So I was like, oh my you gosh. You risk it for the distance. Yeah. Right? So many things could have gone wrong, but. Best shots though. Like, yeah. Oh, the nice. scene and everything. Like, it looked like we were walking on clouds. Like, it was so cool. Yeah. yeah and, and I'm really glad that you guys decided to do like a non conventional type of wedding because, like, it was just so good to have it like across the two days. Like, it was just like a brand new shoot. And yeah, yeah it was different. Gosh. Yeah. So, no, those turned out amazing. And yeah, like, it was. That's fun. Yeah. Fun fact, we actually did a photography course. Did you? Oh my gosh. When did we do it? We did. Yeah. We so at the time I was taking photos of cars and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's when we had an opportunity to take a like a professional photography course where we went to botanical. Oh, I remember that now. We're like taking flowers. I was like, Okay. Yeah, I had to. You like erased it from your memory. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing, and then like the air stops up, and like yeah, it was fun all that stuff. <laughs> it was cool. We, we had some pro like teach us how to actually take photos and try to like understand the light and oh, all that yeah. sort of stuff. So it was, I thought it was really cool. No, I liked it, but like I think 
I think it was just taking pictures of flowers wasn't my thing. Like, yeah. I think I like taking the lifestyle photos. Yeah. So, yeah. like, it was good to learn the techniques. That was definitely good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I feel like a lot of people... Like, when I tell them that I'm a photographer, they just think I just have a fancy camera and, like, I point and shoot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, no, I actually have to think about all my settings. You know, like, yeah. I have so much shutter speed, my f-stop. I have to balance this exposure yeah. and try and triangle. And, and, like, um, we had a wedding in October and it was an overcast day and they had the ceremony outside. So... It was, like, beautiful light because, like, the clouds were, you know, they were up in the sky so the light was even. But then the clouds would move and this harsh sun would, like, come out, like, stop and start, stop and start. And I'm like, (laughs) 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 And so things things like that, you know, you just have to act. Well, you just have to think quick and just hope for the best. But, yeah, like, my last two sessions that I did, we literally hung out until, like, 3 p.m. to make the call because it was stop and start range. Um, But, yeah, we we made the call and we just did it. So, yeah, it's just so unpredictable now. So how important is it for you to do what you love? It's so, like, it's so important to follow your dreams and it's so important to challenge yourself because... If you don't challenge yourself, you're never going to grow as a person. And like you said before, like you're always going to have this regret or this sense of what if or like I should have done that, you know, and life's too short to be unhappy in your job, unhappy with yourself. And I believe you should always be evolving, challenging yourself, doing things that scare you because nine times out of ten, once you make that leap of faith, like, you're just going to be like, oh, that wasn't so hard. That wasn't so scary. Like, heck yeah, I did that. And just to just to be, like, proud of yourself as well. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are just too scared to go out of their comfort zone. Yeah, I think that's really important. Because yeah. you tried the stickers, you tried the cake. Yeah. What was it like in terms of like emotionally after you tried it and you're like, oh, it's not really for me. Like, were you kind of like, that's okay. Like, I'll just try something else. Yeah. Like, what were you thinking? Well, I definitely had this overwhelming sense of failure because um, it's something that I couldn't, I couldn't pursue it to like the best of my ability. Like I couldn't make it work. And I beat myself up about it. But Tom was always there going, it's fine. Like, it's not the end of the world, you know. We will rebuild, you know. Like, uh, we'll build you yeah. a new section. Yeah, like, I did feel sad um, both times when I did decide to do that call. Um, but, like, with the stickers and stuff, I just couldn't keep up with the demand as well. And because it was at the time that we were beginning family as well, um, you know, we had had our first kid, we were thinking about our second kid, and, you know, I wanted to devote that time to being a really good mom first and then, you know, being a business woman after. And, you know, there was a lot more, like, cons versus the pros with the sticker business as well because it was quite oversaturated. 
it was very competitive, um, especially when you're doing your own artwork and things like that. Um, you know, people from overseas were, you know, stealing people's designs and they were creating the same stickers and they were selling them for a lot cheaper. So a lot of art theft was go was was going on and because there were so many people in the industry, a lot of people would like call you out on like copying their design even though you weren't and I was just yeah it was like full on it was like a bloodbath and um, and I remember a time when I designed a sticker and it was like a pile of clothes so it was to it was to signify that it was like the day for doing the laundry right and it was a pile of clothes and there was like a hand that was like sticking out of the clothes like help like I'm drowning like I'm drowning in clothes and another big sticker um, business reached out to me and were like, you copied our design, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I haven't even seen your design. And like, it, it, like it is totally possible for two people or more than two people to have the same idea. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty vicious in the sticker world. So, mm. on one hand, I thought that I had failed at that, but it was also really freeing because I didn't – because it became toxic. And I didn't want to be a part of that drama. Um, and there was lots of like face Facebook group pages where you know people would be really nasty to other sticker people about yeah. their designs and saying that this person stole the design off them, blah blah blah. And it was yeah, it turned out really toxic. So I'm really yeah. glad. Yeah, what you don't know about sticker work. It's a sticker business like world, right? And you wouldn't think that everyone's talking shit about each other. Yeah. Oh, like being in the creative world is already such a hard industry because you're sending stuff out there to critique, being critiqued yeah. every single day, then to have these people who are in your industry that's like, you sold this, that's yeah. what I Yeah, and things like that happen now in, in photography as well. Things like locations, you know, there are some photographers that are very... Um, like they like they get quiet about their locations, and I totally get it because once the word is out, there are so much of us that when we have a shoot in the location, there could be like ten or so photographers yeah. there, and you sort of lose the space, you lose the ambience and stuff. Yeah, um, you know things like that. Or and there have been some photographers like that I've been close with and like I'll tell them an idea that I was going to do but then they kind of ah, did it all like, they did the dirty on me Shit. and I was like okay I see where this is going so slowly do your fame <laughs> yeah it's it's competitive out there but um, like you don't have to be I guess you don't have to be so what's the word I'm looking for like aggressively competitive if that makes sense yeah. um, because in because it, in the industry like you've got people that hustle all the time and then you have people that have it as like their part time job and they do it because they love it they do it for a hobby um, and then you have the people in the middle I feel like I'm in the middle you know like I've got like a good thing going on right now I'm not like I'm not, like, comparing myself to other photographers as much as I used to because that was, like, another thing. Like, you found your balance and what you Yeah, I found my balance and I found my really small group of photographer friends, um, whereas when I was starting out, I would join these Facebook groups, you know, with heaps of photographers, you know, it's all hunky-dory. 
you think, but it's not really like behind the scenes. It's like a doggy dog world kind of, kind of thing. Like you just don't know about it. That's so sad. Yeah, yeah sad. but that's the reality of it. And um, I've just distanced myself from all that. And I'm just focusing on me. Um, whereas when I was starting off, I was getting so jealous of people that were always booking and they would be like, posting on their stories about how booked out they are and, you know, when I was starting out, I was like, oh, I wish I was like that or, you know, like it made me feel a bit inadequate and stuff. But we're all at different stages of our journeys, of our careers and stuff. So I love that you found your place as well. Yeah. So took some time, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I found a little niche of of, um, friends that I can rely on. So with that being said, what's your top three tips for anyone who wants to become a photographer or even join the wedding industry or creative industry? Shoot as much as you can. Shoot in raw and shoot in the manual mode. Uh, And also um, experiment with uh, shooting different things until you find what you're comfortable with and what you really like. Um, yeah, then just go from there and invest in a tripod, a good camera body and a good camera lens. Mm-hmm. And then that way it will save you some money in the future. Because yes. I have spent, well, I wasted nice. a lot. Well, no, I have spent a lot on lenses and camera gear, which I don't use now. So. Uh. Yeah. Like, don't be afraid to invest in something. Yeah, just go for it and invest in the best if you can and just make it work. Um, it'll save you money in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Technology is always it's always ahead of us. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. What about tips for someone who wants to transition from full-time to their dream job? Make sure you have a really good support network because without support and having like a bit of financial stability and support, um, it's going to be really hard to make the transition. Look, I think I think you have to have a plan A, B, and C. Like you can't just have the plan A because sometimes if plan A doesn't work, you've got to go through plan B, C, D, E, F. So if you're going from like a full-time job to following your dreams, have plan A, B, and C, be financially stable, have some money in your savings because it's going to be expensive. I'm not going to lie about that. It's going to be expensive, but it will be worthwhile. And also realize that once you quit from your full-time job, being out on your own is very different because it's going to be a bit scary, a bit daunting, um, trying to find your feet, trying to find your clients too, because now you're solely responsible for your bookings. Like it's not going to be like at work, you go to work, the work's there, you do your work, you go back home. It's a lot of hustling, you know, you have to put your name out there, you have to put yourself out there, you have to put in a lot of hours, it's not going to be easy. But if you're dedicated and you've got the mo- and you've got the motivation and the support behind you, um, the transition can be relatively easy. But once you're out there on your own, um, you also have to be kind to yourself as well because realize you can't handle it all. Um, and especially in the photography business, whether it's weddings, lifestyle, things like that, you're going to have to wear a lot of different hats. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I didn't realize that I was going to have to do my own 
admin. I was going to have to find like a good accountant, marketing, design, advertising, um, or just everything. Like if if once you start your business, you can outsource things to free up a bit of your time because otherwise you're just going to burn out. Yeah. That that would be such a wise thing to do. That's yeah. really, really good. I don't know if I worded that properly, no. but I'm just like brain dumping. So like don't take on everything and, and think that you're a superwoman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, you aren't just a photographer. You have so many different hats to wear and also um, especially if you're a mother as well. You've yeah. got to... You've got to be a mum as well and a partner and it's just so hard to juggle. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you really have to analyse everything. Oh, that's really good. So what's next for Maple and Oka? Oh, Maple and Oka. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so we've got quite a few bookings for weddings, uh, which I'm excited about. And I really want to get into the branding side of things. So uh, I want to focus on getting my name out there for personal branding style shoots. So, yeah, so working with different biz businesses to make their brand stand out on social media, on their website, so they have good content, good photography, even happy to do some video as well, like products or just what they do. Because, yeah, that's that's the number one thing that's going to help your business, like especially sell. Because you are the face of your business. You you need to show up and you need to show yourself. Mm-hmm. And coming from a designer, that is very important because, like, working in an agency, you work across so many businesses and I'm just, like, always looking for images for them. So I've seen all these stock images. So when I go on someone else's website and I'm like, I know where you got that from. <laughs> yeah. So it's really well, that's really good insights into like the photography industry and like where you came from and just your tips for people and we just wanted to thank you yeah. for coming and thanks for having me. Because I think the emotional journey that you've obviously started way back in your full-time work to transitioning to where you are now, I think yeah. it's awesome to hear. Especially like when we first met you, like I said before, we, we you know we thought that you were totally different. But yeah, you know, tell my shell. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's awesome. I love it, and it's it's exciting in terms of where you're going to now. Can I just say one last thing? Yeah, um, this is part of my tip thing. Um, so, if somebody wants to break into the wedding photography industry, um, I just want to say that you should get in touch with a wedding photographer um, and just ask them if you can be their assistant for the day or you can be their second shooter for the day as well and that way it will give you an insight of what happens throughout the day from start to finish and that way you can make up your mind if this is for you which is what I did as well oh, yeah. yeah so I so I didn't just go into like I just didn't just dive in and say hey I'm, I'm a wedding photographer no I did um, lots of like second shoots and I just hung around the different photographers and you know I saw what they were doing so yeah I learned from, from them and then I sort of just branched out and so yeah, I yeah, can do this. Awesome. And yeah, so that's another tip for 
people wanting to break into weddings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I cannot stop thinking about your friend's biscuits oh, from yeah. your wedding day. So good. Yes. Oh, it's really nice, eh? I, I gave them to quite four biscuits from that day and I ate them all. Yeah, we had heaps left over, so. I was eating them every day for like two weeks because there was that many. I was like, they're so good, I'm not going to chop it off. <laughs> Alright, well thank you for coming and that's it for this episode. Thank you. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us and tuning in to this episode. If you're loving this podcast, please hit the follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. It would mean the world to us if you could give us a star rating and feedback so we can continue to improve on bringing better content to you. Yeah, yeah. If you found this episode helpful in any way, or you know someone who'd need this, please share it with them as we're all about helping each other out. Don't forget we love listening to your ideas too, so make sure you share any topics that you'd like us to cover or questions you might have to our Instagram with the handle Ask the Joy Podcast. Slide it into our DMs, baby. Bigger, bigger. You can stay in the loop of all the behind the scenes or the release of our new episodes there too. All right, that's it for now. And we'll see you back here for our next episode. Bye. Bye.